0: good to uh, be here this morning. And like I said, it was just so neat to see our kids go off, you know, on that bus to camp, knowing that God's going to do some amazing things um, in their life this week. And for those of you who are new or maybe here for the first time, we've been going through the series on the Great Commission. And last week we were talking about, you know, um, growing spiritually. That, you know, part of the Great Commission, Jesus commands us to teach them to obey all that I have commanded you. And so we as a body are called to teach others. And it's not just the pastor. It's all of us. God has commissioned all of us to teach. And in order for us to teach, we need to grow spiritually. And I was talking about there are several blocks to us growing spiritually. One would be that we're trying to do two things at the same time. We want to keep our one foot in the world... And the other foot, you know, in our, in our spiritual growth and development. And Jesus says, we can't do that. We can't do that. In order for us to grow spiritually, we've got to be all in. We can't be double-minded. You know, sometimes we come to the you know, we come and ask God, what can you do for me? What can you do for me? But faith never ever works that way. If you look through Scripture, God is calling us to step out in faith. God is calling us to follow Him, and then He said, "You'll see Me work." But if we're sitting on the shore like Peter and Andrew, and we're waiting um, for Jesus to do something before we follow Him, we'll never see. Our, uh, we'll never grow spiritually. It just doesn't work that way. And so in order for us to grow spiritually, when Jesus says, come follow me, we just have to go and follow. And then it's in the process of following, that's when we grow spiritually. And today we're going to talk about spiritual growth in the context of the church, in the context of the being a part of the body of Christ. Because there's this kind of theme or um, I guess, attitude going around, especially among younger um, believers or the younger generation, where they say, I love Jesus, I just don't like the church. You know, I love Jesus, but I don't like the church. And I kind of understand it. I get where they're coming from, where they're taking a look at the institutionalized church, and it says, you know what, You've, You know, it's all about commercialism. And so forth. It's all about um, you know consumerism. It's all about that you know, churches being this like this one-stop shopping mall where people go to different churches and they just kind of, this consumeristic mentality. Well, I'm going to go to this church because it has a good kids program. But once the kids program is no longer there, then I'm going to go to this other church. And they see the church and maybe they see it as not the um, institution that they thought it was. And I understand that. But you cannot grow outside being a part of the body of Jesus Christ. You cannot grow spiritually. Now, I think we're having problems with our... Oh, it's thumbs up? Okay, oh, good. Uh, we were having problems earlier with our um, video. But Ephesians one twenty two twenty three says the apostle paul says and god placed all things under his feet and appointed him which is jesus to be head over everything for the ch- of the for the church which is his body the fullness of him who fills everything in every way so basically so he said jesus has god has gotten everything everything and put them under jesus who is the head of the church he is the head Of the body of Christ. Jesus is our CEO. Now you figure if the Son of God is the CEO, then it is important for us to be a part of this corporation, right? Because it'd be foolish for us to say, you know, I love Jesus, but I don't want to be a part of his, you know, corporation. You know, because the Bible says he's the CEO. So if Jesus is the CEO, it's important for us to be a part of the body of Christ. And he also says, which is a body. It's a body. And this is how the Apostle Paul also refers to the church as a body. And the reason that they do that is he, when you take a look at all of our, um, you take a look at our body, right? Each of us have different parts of our body, but they all work together for one purpose, for one purpose. And we can't say one part of the body is more important than other. Every part of the body, as, it, as insignificant as you might seem, has a reason. It has a purpose for being there. And so this is how the body of Christ works. Where We all have a role to play and being a part of a community is an important part. Uh, you know, my son, um, along with Danny Kim's son, um, we play on a, a basketball high school basketball, basketball uh, team, a prep team. And it's really funny when you look at the t- our team. We are by far the shortest team in the league. I mean, my son's like the a shooting guard, and he's like five foot five inches. You know, he's short, right? And then when you take, whenever we play other teams, they are so much taller. Than we are, And, you know, when I talk to, you know, Danny, he goes, you know, when we win, it really doesn't make sense, you know, because on paper you compare our team with all of the other teams, all of the other teams, you know, a lot of them have more talent than our team, but our team is consistently playing for the championship, you know, in our division. And you wonder why, because it doesn't make sense. But one thing that does make sense, and this is why I think our team is so successful, even though we don't have the talent of the other team, is the community, the chemistry is totally off the chart. I have never been a part of the team where all players, one through nine, all really like each other. You know, they all play for each other. And when they play hard, play hard, they go, I've got your back. You know, they don't squabble on the court. But, you know, the parents, the chemistry is there too. And so when you go to a tournament, usually we play three games. And so inevitably, after each game, the question is, where are we going to go eat? Where are we going to go eat? And after every single game, we all go and eat somewhere. And that's what we do. You know, the whole team took a road trip to, I think it was Oxnard or Ventura. You know, and they had a blast. And now they're thinking about maybe going to San Francisco. Now parents, you know, we're kind of negotiating that one. But, you know, I've never seen a team, one through nine, where the chemistry is just like this. They all really like each other. And this is why they do so well despite you know going against teams that have better talent despite going against teams that are taller they play hard they play for each other but that could be us as a church and that's my vision for a church because i could see that work on the basketball court but what would that be if we as a church had that chemistry well we were all in this together for a goal You know, and we have the we're being powered by the Holy Spirit to accomplish the great commission. You know, that'd be great. And after everything we do, we're okay, where are we gonna go eat? I mean, if we ask that question after every event, I'll be there. I'll be there. Every event, I'll be there. But you know what? That's why the community is so important and each one of you play a role in this you know like in my son and josh's team you know they all play a certain role and no one tries to outshine the other they all get it that this is my role you know we don't have ball hogs we don't have people that want the spotlight on them they all know their roles and they all stick to the roles and you all have a role but you know what God has brought each one of you here for a reason, and I've shared that before. I don't care whether you're a child or you're a middle school, high school, or college, young adult, adult, you know, retired adult, grandparent. You are here for a reason, because God knows that you have gifts that we need. In order for us to act Be that one, this church with this outstanding chemistry. Each one of you has to play your role. And you may say, you know what, Pastor Dave, I don't have any gifts. You know, I'm not the spiritual giant. You know, my faith isn't that strong. You know, it doesn't matter. God knows that. But he also sees your potential. He could see the potential in you that you can't see. He could see the things that he's going to call you to do. Great things that you can't see right now. What do you have to do? Once again, you have to trust them. You have to step outside your comfort zone and say, "Okay, Pastor Dave, you know, I'm going to try this. You know, and it may not fail. It may not work. Sometimes you may make mistakes, but that's okay. You know, there are many times within the course of my faith journey that I've tried something and it didn't work really well. You know, when I was in college." Uh, my college advisor said, Dave, you should teach. And so I said, you know, I, I hate speaking in front of people. You know, I have a speech impediment. I went to, when I had to go to, um, when elementary school, I had to go to a speech therapist. Because, you know, I, just like my son, you know, there's this, somehow this gap in my brain where, you know, when I look at this, I see Notebook. My brain tells me it's a notebook, but somehow between here and here, there's this gap. And so if, if you ever notice, I'm kind of sitting here I'm, and I'm thinking, I'm thinking about what is this? I know this is a notebook, but what's the word for it? You know? And so that's why the word thing comes up a lot in my sermons. <laughs> But anyway, God could use a guy with a speech impediment to be a pastor. Is that crazy? And to go up here and speak publicly? And so when I first started speaking, you know, my college advisors would, I mean, they loved me and go, you know, Dave, that was bad. <laughs> you know? And I go, I know it was bad. See, I told you I couldn't speak. But they said, no, we feel God is calling to this. Keep going. Keep going. And so you're going to fail but that's okay that's a part of the pro- uh, process once again we as a church as a body are weakened and we will never reach our full potential if we don't have the courage which is one of our values to step out and utilize our gifts in verse in Hebrews 10:24 through 25 it says let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching and it says let us not um give up meeting together as some people have uh, have the habit of doing Now, I could understand that because during this time, the uh, church was going through persecution. And people were starting to wonder, you know, is this worth it? Is following Jesus worth the headaches and the trials and the suffering that I'm going through? And some people were just saying, you know what, it's too much. And they started, um, stop meeting. Because if I don't meet, if I'm not associated with this group of believers... Then I won't be persecuted. But what the author is saying, no, no. He said, don't give up meeting together. It is so important for you to be a part of the body of Christ. Don't give up meeting together. Now, even in today's society, I think the author would say the same thing. But maybe the circumstances would be different. You know, Instead of being persecuted, they may say, you know what? I get it. You're busy. I get it, there's a lot of things that you have to do. I understand that the choices you make will conflict with you being a part of the body of Christ. But don't give up meeting together. Don't give up meeting together, as some people do. Why? Because Jesus is our CEO. Our Lord and Savior is the CEO of this body. It's important for us to make decisions To be a part of the organization in which Jesus is our CEO. It says, um, if we take a look at Acts 2.42, the early church. It says, they devoted themselves to the apostles, the teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and prayer. And so one of the... um, Lessons or points that I want to share with you today is we grow spiritually when we nurture those in our church community. We grow spiritually when we nurture those in our church community. And what were they doing? They were teaching one another. They were devoted to the apostles' teaching, but they weren't just listening. They were also teaching. One another, And this is so important because some of us, you know, take a look at that verse that said, well, you know what, those of you who should be teachers, you really need to be thinking carefully about being a teacher because why? Teachers will be judged more harshly than those who aren't teachers. But if God has called all of us to teach, we can't let that stop us. And once again, you say, well, you know, Pastor Dave, I don't know a whole lot about the faith. But you could share what Jesus is doing in your life. You have a testimony that you could share with others. We all need to be teaching. And they fellowshiped with one another. And they held each other accountable. You know, the Bible says that Satan is like a prowling lion looking to devour. In other words, our enemy, the devil, he's looking to to devour us, to destroy us. And if you ever notice how pack hunters hunt, They always hunt by, number one, looking for the weakest in the herd. And if they can't identify the weakest in the herd, what they do is they try to separate one animal from the herd. Whether it's lions, wolves, hyenas, African wild dogs, whatever um, pack hunters, what they do is they try to separate um, one animal from the herd. Because they understand that if I could separate, whether it's a water buffalo, a gazelle, or uh, what a bison, if I could separate them from the herd, they're vulnerable. Because now it could be six on one, ten on one, twelve on one, and we've got them. And that's what Satan will try to do. He'll try to separate us From the body of Christ. Because he knows if he could separate us from the body of Christ, we are vulnerable. We are vulnerable. Because it's in the body of Christ when we share with each other, when we share our struggles, we share our prayer requests, and we could hold each other accountable. We could give wise counsel to, you know, one another. Because if you take a look at this room, there's a wealth of wisdom in this room. And today we are experiencing a society, a culture that's more complex than ever. And I've shared it before. We make more decisions probably in one week than my grandmother and grandfather did in their entire lifetime when it comes to making significant decisions. Why? Because we are hit by so many things every single week where life is extremely complex. And it's harder and harder for one person to be able to navigate through life, even though we have the Holy Spirit, without the collective wisdom of a group because there are so many things that we don't know. You know especially for those who are um having our children go into college it was wonderful to hear you know Ron Eno you know, and Keith to come and talk to our parents on how we should plan for that cuz most of us including myself i don't know that you know by myself i don't have the wisdom or knowledge to do that but they do but they do. And so being a part of this community allowed us to learn from them. And there are other areas where I'm sure they'll learn from us too. And see, this is why it's so important that in order for us to grow spiritually, um, we need to nurture those in our um, community. You know, he goes on in um, Acts 20 um, 35. No, excuse, excuse me, Acts two forty-three. 3 to 45. It says everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common and they sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Now the second point is we grow spiritually when we care for people in our community. You know, Acts 2035 says, and everything I did, it's not, I don't think it's up there, but it says, and everything I did, I showed you, um, that by this kind of hard work, we must help the weak. Remembering the words of our Lord Jesus himself said, it is more blessed, blessed to give than to receive. We grow spiritually when we care for the people in our community. Okay? That's how we grow. Jesus said it's more blessed to give than to receive. Now everyone has to do their part. Okay, everyone has to do their part. For those of us, for those of you who don't know, we're a part of a organization called Family Promise. And what that um, organization does is we, it cares and tries to help homeless families get back on their feet again. So four times a year, Mission Valley, for one week, four weeks out of the year, we house anywhere from one to four families here at church where we provide shelter for them where they could stay here. We provide meals for them. And so during the day, um, the parents could go to a resource center and learn how to do resumes, and they could use their resources computers to look for a job. And that's the whole purpose is to help them get out of their um, current state of homelessness. And these families are just like us. They, you know, they've just had bad breaks. But one thing that Family Promise does well is when they interview the family, they want to make sure that the family wants to get out of their current state. That their family is committed and they have the motivation to uh, move out of their state of homelessness. And see this is why they 're so successful because once you because you have a motivated family who have you know just for whatever reason had some hard luck right they 're homeless, but they want to get um, out of there and you pair them with the church and the church helps them, and they have a successful program but once again they have we do our part and they do their part you know one of the things that we as a church can do as i 've talked with um, you know employment recruiters he goes the church is a uh, has a tremendous resource in helping people get jobs get jobs why because he said in a, most churches you have people who are employed and um who might be in positions who um to either hire people or they know people in their organizations that could hire people And then again, once again, we as a community could care for one another by what? Being a job placement agency. But once again, we need to do our part. You know, we need to be um, committed to working hard, to be honest. So when one of our church members does refer us to a job, that God is glorified if we do get that job. But once again, We grow spiritually when we care for those in our community. You know Acts two forty six to forty seven. It says, "Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved." We grow spiritually when we worship together as a church community. We grow spiritually when we worship together as a church community. Now, you know, when I'm at my office or I'm in my car, you know, a lot of times I do have Christian music going. And, you know, when times when, you know, I'm frustrated, when there are times that I'm just tired and um, down, I turn on Christian music. I keep listening to these, you know, same songs on my Christian soundtrack. And guess what? My spirit's lifted. But there's one thing that happens that's special when we come together as a body of Christ in worship. There's that energy. There's the collective working of the Holy Spirit when we come corporately. And we grow spiritually as we learn to worship God. Especially, especially when we uh, have different forms of worshiping God. I remember for the longest time I used to come to church. And I used to worship God like this, you know. This is the way I would sing, you know. I would sing loud, but then I would worship, you know, just kind of like this. You know, I see people lift their hands. I go, oh, I don't want to do that. What if people start looking at me? You know. Um, but you know what? I said, you know, God, if I'm going to grow, I need to grow in my worship of you, and it's not good enough for me just to sit here. Because I'm worshiping God. And I'm just the Holy of Holies. And I'm sitting here standing like this. Come on. When we've seen you have gone to an athletic event. I mean you're cheering. I mean my goodness. This past Thursday we had uh the Happy Fun Days here at church. Where they had like a mini basketball tournament with these kids. And you know at one point at the championship game it was like 16 to Aaron, I, Aaron, you were keeping score, I don't know, what was it, like 16 to, it was like what? 15 to what? 15 to 16, but at the second half, it was like 16 to, I don't know, let's say 4. And then the other team started coming back. And then it came down to the last second, right? The parents, I mean, I was just screaming. I mean, this is just a little tournament. I'm just going, wow, this is so exciting, You know? And we're up there yelling. This is a kids' tournament basketball tournament. You know? I don't know what they won. Did they win anything? Or was it just for fun? But still, what? The parents, we were all getting into it. And we do that, right? We do that when it comes to those type of events. But how about when it comes to worshiping God? It's like, I love you, Lord, and I lift my voice. God, we grow spiritually when we worship together as a community. You might feel weird lifting your hand. And if that's something that you don't want to do, if that's something that you feel God's not calling you to do, that's okay, that's okay. But one of the things you have to do is you have to start growing in how you worship God. This is You're, you're here today to cheer on God. You know, it's not for God to sit here and cheer you guys on worship is us coming together cheering god on for what he's done for the work that he's doing on um, monday through saturday finally it says every day they continue to meet and i'm going to read for a verse the same verses again every day they continue to meet in the temple courts they broke bread in their homes and they ate together with glad and sincere hearts Praising God and enjoying the favor of all people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. We grow spiritually when we share the gospel as a church community. Because this is where I think I'd like our our thinking to change. A lot of times when we take a look at the church, we say, I come to church so I could grow spiritually. I come to church so that I can increase my faith. And then once I do that, then I'm going to go out and do my thing, right? But I would like to challenge your thinking just for a little bit. Maybe, just maybe, when we come to church, yes, We want to mature your faith because that's what God has called the church to do. But as we mature your faith, we don't want you just to go out by yourselves and say, go do your thing. It's we as a church go out and do our thing right? And so when it comes to evangelism and sharing the gospel, it's going out there and telling your friends about Jesus Christ, or maybe even inviting them to the church. And then it is our role as a church body that, you know what, we as a church body are in this together to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. So when somebody comes to our church, we can't just say, okay, well, thank you for coming and all of that. If they don't know Jesus Christ, if they don't know the abundant life that he has to offer, it's our responsibility to view sharing the gospel as a collective unit and not just Mako going out there and doing it by himself. We need to do that as a church because, because nothing energizes the church more than when we give birth. Okay, Nothing energizes the church body more than when we give birth. You know, when we see Izzy getting baptized, man, that energizes a church. When we see people come to know Jesus, that energizes a church. And I think a lot of churches, you know, don't experience that because we've forgotten that. We've forgotten that. That as a role, as a great commission, God told us to go. But not just as an individual, as a church. And we all need to be a part Of the birth process. We all have to have it in our mind that it's not just those who have the gift of evangelism to go out there and share the gospel. Each and every one of us have the responsibility to go out there and share the gospel. But once again, it's not individually. You have to take a look at it as, hey, man. We're going out there together. We're going out there as a team. We're a team in sharing the gospel. So Marco goes, invites somebody, goes, Dave, you know what? I'm inviting somebody. They don't know Jesus Christ. It's okay, Marco, that's good. You know, hand them off to me. You know, I'll talk to them. You know, I'll care about them. You know, I'll see what their needs are and I'll see how we could be the love of Christ, how we could show the love of Christ to them as well as share the gospel message with them. Do you understand what I'm saying? That is not just an individual. It's us as a collective team going out there and reaching the world. And every week we have a weekly challenge. And so if you could go to the weekly challenge. It says, if you are not currently plugged into the body of Christ here, where can you use your gifts to serve in the church? So if you're sitting here right now and you're saying, you know what? Right now, I'm really not plugged into the body of Christ. Where, um, What?" Where can you use your gifts to serve the body of Christ? Because once again, I believe this 150% that all of you are here for a reason. That none of you are here by accident. That God sees the potential in you that you can't see. God sees the future work that you could do here that you can't even imagine. And that he's brought you here for a reason. Whether you might be a spiritual giant or maybe you're just new in the faith. You're all, or, or maybe you're still exploring. That's fine. You know, God has brought you here for a reason. And we'd love to have you be a part of our um, family. It says, how can you be involved in mentoring others in their faith? You know, how could you be a mentor? The Bible always talks about, you know, the older mentoring the younger, right? Well, guess what? I'm older than some of you. I can mentor you. So guess what there are somebody that are older than me they can mentor me and guess what you are older than other people that you could you know mentor them and it could just be as simple as telling what Jesus Christ is doing in your life telling them how you see or how you're living this abundant life that you know Jesus has to give us and has do something to show care for a member of a community maybe this week And it doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be big. But do something to show that you care for somebody in this community. And this is how we grow. You know, once again, last week is, you know, we do want to grow spiritually, you know, as an individual. But this week, it's impossible for us to grow spiritually without being connected to the body of Jesus Christ. And that's how we grow spiritually, too. So, will the worship team please come forward and I'll close us in prayer. Father, I know that we're a busy society. And there are so many events that tug on our time. And yet your word tells us that you created the church, that you created the body for a reason. And you have placed your son, Jesus Christ, as the head of this church the very person that we pledged our lordship to as a head of the church. And Father, I know that at times in my life I've forgotten that. And somehow I think that I'm the Lord of my life, that I call the shots, that I make the plans for my life, and I forget that when I came to you and gave my life to you, I did make you the Lord of my life. And so, Father, for those here, Father, whom the Holy Spirit is working in their lives, I pray, Father, that you would remind all of us that your Spirit would convict us that you are the Lord of our lives. And that you, Father, you make the plan for us and not ourselves. And, Father, that you have called everyone here And Father, for those who have doubts about themselves, about their skills, about their gifts, about their journey of faith, Father, would you let them know that you could see so much of them that they can't even see themselves? Father, that you could see the work and the fruit that's going to come out of their lives that they can't even imagine because they may not have confidence in where they are right now. And Father, I thank you for everyone here. Lord, and I know that you've brought them here for a reason. It's not an accident that they're here. And so, Father, this week as I ponder, Lord, how they could be a part of your body, may you give them the courage and the faith to at least step out and try, knowing that, yes, they might fail. But then failure is a part of the process, and it's nothing to be ashamed of or to be afraid of. So I thank you, Father, for the hope that you've given each one of us, knowing that you've got great things in store for us if we only trust you thank you. In your son's name we pray. Amen.